frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. It's a contest, they say, of stamina. But it's who can maintain their sanity the longest. And that's what it is. That's what it's come to. Because when you go insane, you lose. Hello, and welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday. I'm Brandon. I'm Lewis. And we are here to talk about music. Movies. (laughs) No, it's movies. It's always movies. Each week, Lewis and I alternate picking a film for both of us to watch and discuss. Today, I picked the documentary film, Hands on a Hard Body, from 1997, directed by S.R. Bindler. Uh, we don't usually pick documentaries. We only have a couple of those in the, you know, history of episodes. But this film I've been wanting to watch for a, a little while now, um, and re- was reminded of ex- its existence after we watched the film Bernie a couple of weeks ago. That has kind of references the competition a little bit because it also takes place. But the film Bernie also takes place in East Texas. Um, but the hands on a hard body competition takes place in my hometown of Longview, Texas. Um, and the way that I found out about it was Quentin Tarantino mentioned it in an interview with Jenny, Jimmy Fallon. Um, and I had no idea that this documentary existed, but I remembered the competition from like my childhood and I couldn't believe that it did exist. And so I, I put it on my list and I've been kind of seeking it out for a while and, we finally watched it now. Um, if you want to know what we're wa- what we will be watching next week, be sure to stay till the end of the episode, because Lewis will reveal it at the end. Um, as always, we'd like to say thank you to everybody who's been listening. Uh, you can find us on all the social media p- platforms. Um, send us a a like and a comment and uh, subscribe. Uh, keep up with us because we. Um, post extra content on our social media. We've got an MCU review of Doctor Strange and an Obi-Wan Kenobi finale reaction video on our YouTube channel. Um, everything is at Film Church Radio. Yeah, so thank you everyone for being here this Sunday. <laughs> um, before we get into this documentary, we always talk about what we've been watching this week because uh, it may or may not influence the what we think of of the main film um so lewis what have you been watching it's been first of all hello hello <laughs> um i always feel like there's such a gap between me saying my name uh, yeah and then like, me kind of coming in there um, is i tried to make it quick it. this time but it was still yeah pretty long-winded <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's always the same but hello um yeah this week has been all about dinos um Dinosaurs. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jurassic World Dominion is out in cinemas and doing really good business. Yes. So, um, I decided, you know, go and see it. Um, but before I did that, I wanted to rewatch a few of my favorite Jurassic Parks. Um, yeah. I always see it as an excuse, and you know, Jurassic Park is one of the the greatest action blockbuster movies I would say ever made. Yeah. So I was excited to go back and watch that. Um, so yeah, so we started with Jurassic Park, 
Um, and I know that you've done the same thing. Yeah, I've so, rewatched a few of them. Yeah. So we're going to go the new one and talk about them a little bit. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park is perfect. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I it's so agree. good. I mean, endlessly quotable. Yeah. The CGI still holds up. Yeah. You know, to a certain extent. And it's all the um, character stuff too. I mean, yeah. it, it really makes a difference when you go back and watch these new ones. You know, you, mm-hmm. you the other stuff really stands out, especially like so. I watched Jurassic Park, and then I watched The Lost World, and then I watched yeah. Jurassic World. I skipped number three, but I watched mm-hmm. Jurassic World because I wanted to be reminded of how do these new characters get introduced, like the Chris Pratt and the Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard, because I couldn't really remember their characters very well. So I wanted to at least like familiarize myself with them before I went on to the Jurassic World Dominion. But watch like rewatching those. Like Jurassic World, it, it just seems like such a like first of all, we don't need any of these sequels. Like Jurassic Park was fine mm-hmm. by itself. But yeah. tr- Jurassic World, it just seems like such a bad attempt at so many things, especially the female characters. Like the yeah. Bryce like you look at Bryce Dallas Howard in and it's not Bryce Dallas Howard's fault. Like she's a great actress. And she's also a great director. She didn't direct the movie, but she does direct stuff. I think it's more of the writing that I see is the problem. But it's like, yeah. you look at, at her character in that, and then you go back and look at um, the Laura Dern character in the first Jurassic Park, and it's so progressive. Like, yeah. she's such a like badass. Mm-hmm. She's a smart doctor, and they, they, yeah. do, they, they smartly make fun of like the men versus women thing yeah and definitely the old way of thinking versus the new you know there's the line between um hammond and her when she's going to go and turn the breakers back on um towards the Mm -hmm. end of Jurassic park and he's like well you're you know you're a woman are you sure you want to go and she's like yeah i can do anything you can do yeah, and she's yeah, like, the, we can we can discuss the. She has a really funny line. I can't remember it right yeah. now, but she yeah, she was like, we can discuss the, you know, sexual pay- politics later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. she's like, I'm gonna yeah, go she, get this done. Yeah, um, and, and then, it's just and when she's thought, there's also the line whenever <laughs> Ian Malcolm is like, God creates man, man creates yeah. God, you know, all that stuff, and then she at the end she's like. Dinosaur eats man, woman inherits the earth. Because <laughs> she yeah. wasn't talking about women the whole time. No, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's brilliant on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah, it's just then, like, so how do you get to Jurassic World and you just miss so many things? Yeah. It's not yeah. the worst movie I've ever seen. No. But it's, uh, it's not, it's not anywhere near the first one. Yeah, I agree. I think that when I rewatched it, and we talked a little bit about it last week, um, when I rewatched it this last time, I was like, you can see more and more of the fact that they're nodding at the audience, like, okay, we know you kind of want to see this, you know, yeah. just fan service, um, which I thought was, you know, too much fan service. Mm. And then I saw Dominion, which I know we're going to get onto. And if Rise of Skywalker is fan service in a movie, this is, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it is it's like, it's the bits that I do like, but just not told as well. Yeah. 
Um, I I really didn't like Dominion at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, I didn't. They seem to forget the dinosaurs half the time. Yeah, and then we just kind of throw them in. Yeah. Um, none of the characters felt real anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, did I feel like everyone had just been introduced? To play a caricature of the character that we knew from the first one. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, because it, it, the Ian Malcolm character especially, I, I feel like, is an extreme version of his yeah. Ian Malcolm in the first one, and not at all the one from the second one. No, because if you watch the first one, I mean, he, I feel like it's the typical Ian, not Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum kind of thing. Like yeah. he's still normal, but he does those little things that just tip him over the edge. Like when he makes the like rah, 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 yeah. noise, <laughs> yeah. um, and then in the second one, when he, I think there's a line where he says, "Increase your rate of climb," yeah. instead of you know, move like hurry the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just those little touches there that just make it a goblin cat. And this was like, it it was dialed up to eleven. Yeah, to the point where I was just like, this isn't the character I know anymore. Yeah, um, I I get a real shame. I get what you're saying, but here's what happened to me. Okay. I I saw I I took a lot longer to go see this movie, and I I saw some really bad ratings. Yeah, I, and I didn't I didn't read any reviews or anything, but like a couple of the people I know I saw rate it very low, mm. like half a star. <laughs> okay, that's a bit extreme. I wouldn't feel <laughs> half a star. Well, but but still, it was good for yeah. me to see that because I went into this movie like this is going to be absolute garbage, and I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for it, and that made me enjoy the movie because I just accepted yeah. it for being like something that was going to be terrible. So anything anything that was like a little off or terrible, I just was kind of like, all right, whatever, and then you know. Once it like the action picked up again, I was like, "This is pretty fun." Like yeah. the most, I think, disorienting thing for me was when they're in uh, the village, and and like you were saying, there's like a there's a moment where there's a lot of action going on and no dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. And I even I even mentioned when rewatching the first Jurassic Park this time before I even got to these later ones, I was like, "There's not a lot of guns in this movie. It's really no. all very." clean simple action and then by the time you get to this movie there's a full-on everyone has a gun shooting at each other hiding behind stuff no dinosaurs around and it's like wait what are we watching is this like you know (laughs) mission impossible or like the born ultimatum or whatever like yeah uh, it did feel like that at times and i think you know it definitely got its wires tangled yeah you know there was just too much like i said too much fan service you know there's but I did think that the best parts were Bryce Dallas Howard's segments. I thought when she was on the screen alone, mm. the film was at its best. Like when she's in the jungle and she gets in the water? Yeah, I thought that was really good. I liked a bit of her. I mean, she she wouldn't have been able to outrun a raptor, you know. But yeah. that scene in um, the city, I can't remember which one it was, um, where it says it was set, um, is yeah. really cool as well. Um yeah, there was like there was like the underground selling mm-hmm. of the dinosaurs and the fight, yeah. the ring fights and stuff. Yeah, there was certain touches like that that I really enjoyed. Chris Pratt, I, I, 
He doesn't he he's he's good when he's goofy. He's not goofy in this movie. And it's no. it doesn't really work. And like the parts <laughs> I just was like, what is going on? When yeah. like the two like you know they're not T Rexes, but they kinda of look like mini T Rexes mm-hmm. that come mm-hmm. out of the cages when they're in the ring or whatever, and he like holds his hand up to him. I'm like, What are you doing? Yeah. Like I know it's GTFO. Like <laughs> Yeah. I know that you said that with the first one there's not a lot of guns. And I think it's because the filmmakers realized that these are dinosaurs like that wouldn't have been taken down by guns. Yeah. Like whereas this film it's like at one point he literally grabs a dinosaur and punches it away. And I was like I I just Yeah, I'm not and his like it's not and his weapon of is choice not, is a gun and it's like does yeah. I don't even I can't even remember him ever using it. I'm sure he does, but I'm like why is this your accessory? Like you don't. And I know this exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know this is going to sound really, really stupid, but the first film, you know, there was that debate of like, could Jurassic Park happen? Is this something that is believable? Which the science behind it is, you know, to a point, you're like, okay, that you know, that theoretically could work. Um, whereas this, there is no shred of any believability in any any yeah. any part of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's where it has to go. I mean, what else are you going to do yeah. with it? Like, it, like you're talking about this franchise that mm. doesn't need to be here. And it's like, yeah. if you're going to have a franchise, I mean, it just, it doesn't need to be here. It has to go to these places that make absolutely no sense. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, the whole thing would never make sense anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. it's like, there there was the moment when, uh, when Chris Pratt, is on the motorcycle trying to get on the plane and the Raptors are after him and he jumps and he gets on the plane. And I was like, okay, well there it is. Like there's where yeah. they go next. It's the fast and the Jurassic. <laughs> like yeah, just cross them over. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good observation. I, don't, I hadn't thought of it like that, but it, it is like every, like you said, Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious is every action film that they could think put together. Yeah. You know, um, I do want to say though that I do have a very soft spot for the Lost World. Um, yeah, I do I too. I love yeah. a lot of se- sequences in that film. Yeah, um, I love Spielberg's you know touch of humor throughout it as well. There's yeah, you know, there's a lot to love in that film. Um, yeah, and, I agree. I mean, did you go see it in theaters when you when it came out? No, the first one I went to see was Jurassic Park three in theaters. Okay. Um, I don't know why my parents took me to see Jurassic World. I mean, not Jurassic World, but The Lost World, the second mm-hmm. one that Spielberg did. Because that came I out in, that. what, 97? Yeah. So I, I was see. like seven years old. Yeah. And I I vividly That's... remember seeing that movie because the whole sequence where the T-Rexes are pushing the trailer oh off the cliff, dude. Yeah. I was sitting in the theater. I mean, the listeners can't see this, but my... Both of my hands were on my, they were bent, folded on my mouth, <laughs> just like this for that whole sequence. And like at one point, my mom like looked over and was like, are you okay? Because I was like, <laughs> that was like the most intense theater yeah. experience that I probably will ever have because I was like a child, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so like that that movie has a very soft spot for me too because because of that, yeah. Yeah, I think that that sequence is one of the best in the Jurassic World Park 
universe. franchise yeah yeah um oh it's great do you it's feel so like good. do you feel like this is kind of what scorsese was talking about a few years ago you know the whole controversy of him being like these are theme park movies like is this kind of yeah oh yeah i think that yeah i think this the first jurassic park is not it's a blockbuster it's not a I don't know, it's not a kind of um, cash grab. You know, yeah. when that first came out, it was like the big, like Spielberg's big film. You yeah. Know? And then the second one, it started to become this theme park movie of like, okay, we know you like this and this. Here's a new way, but it was still fresh. Yeah. Whereas now it is just like, okay, here's everything you like again. Yeah. It is like going back to the same theme park, but it's not as good. Well, so I do, and uh, I, I think the the studios that try to make like if they do make a new property they're trying to build the franchise into it so they don't put all yeah everything into the movie they they like mm-hmm. put it in all the other stuff and it and it's not as good it's not as good yeah. as like Spielberg doing it yeah it's just using the IP yeah it's just literally being like we know people are going to go and see a Jurassic movie um so there's the there is literally no thought to the script, yeah, whatsoever, you know, and the because it's about the toys and the rides and yeah, the yeah, merchandise, the, exactly, exactly, um, and it's super disappointing. I mean, you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've been yeah. <laughs> doing a new thing where every time something is announced that is either a prequel, sequel, franchise related, I just retweet it with the Will Smith looking sad and tired, picture. yeah, um. <laughs> And you, it, when you're looking for it, I think I've just become numb to just the amount of stuff that is franchise now, or yeah. it's kind of building up to some big universe thing. It's just, it's exhausting. I don't, like, I don't yeah. know where this original IP is going to come from anymore. Yeah. Um, which is a real shame. Um, but hopefully this is the end of the Jurassic... Um, franchise it's I not I'm <laughs> i guarantee it you it is not dude i'm sorry but that's the I'm thing is like now it, where it's, i wouldn't go and see another one exactly it's like that's the thing is like for all the hate that this movie is getting it's like just don't go watch it like you should yeah. know what this is like this is not yeah. a movie we needed like if you want to see dinosaurs go see it if not don't like it's not yeah. if you know that's and as I, mean, I said, I, I, I think I'm becoming less, um, like precious over the over my favorite things. Like mm-hmm. I can just go and watch Jurassic Park again. I would watch Jurassic Park six times rather than watch the yeah. whole of the series. Yeah, um, and that's what I'm going to do in the future. Yeah, I'm be like, I'm just going to stay at home and watch Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think I. I mean, I will say that I. You know, I well, I already said that I I enjoyed this movie a little more than you did just because I set my yeah. expectations so low. But I liked it. I liked Jurassic World Dominion more than the other Chris Pratt ones, like more than Jurassic yeah. World and more than Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom, I don't didn't like at all. Yeah, I um, like the dinosaurs I, in this one, like the ones with the feathers and like the chicken one yeah. with the long fingernails, like. Yeah. And the swamp, like just the swampiness of that whole area was so cool looking to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like we didn't really see much of that in the other Jurassic Worlds. No, yeah. I think that, again, Lost World did a really good job of showing like them in their natural habitat. 
Yeah. You know, the the raptors in the long grass is just again another great sequence. Yeah. Um yeah. And it did, I mean, it, like I said, I don't think it was a half a star film. I think it's still you know, parts of it were really entertaining. Yeah. Um but it just didn't didn't light any sparks for me at all. Yeah. Um so it was a shame. Yeah. Um, what else have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I have been watching. I watched. Uh, I rewatched Anchorman: The Legend of Ron Burgundy, which I haven't seen yes. in years, and mm-hmm. it it also brought back an old theater experience for me, dude. Like, I was not supposed to go see this film in theaters, but yeah. I was wa- working on someone's Eagle Scout project, and afterwards their dad was like, y'all want to go to the movies? We we're like, sure. And he like dropped us off at the movie theater and we, me and two other guys went and saw Anchorman. Yeah. And that was probably the first time I'd ever seen a PG 13 movie in a movie theater. So mm-hmm. it was like a great experience. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was like, I didn't even yeah. get half the jokes. I was like 13 years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and you know, I was highly sheltered. So it was like, I really didn't get a lot of the jokes, but, um, and then afterwards when his dad picked us up, he had like gone and looked up the movie and was like apologizing. He was like, you were not supposed to go see that. He's like, I'm going to have to call your parents and tell them what you saw and take the heat. And yeah, (laughs) but yeah, just like rewatching it was like, man, that movie holds up so well. Yeah. It is so funny. It, It is, it is a great comedy. Yeah, I I watched it a few years ago again. That and Anchorman two, and I like them both. You know, Anchorman is obviously the the better, but I think Anchorman yeah. two has got some really funny sequences in it. Yeah, um, yeah. I I mean, it's it's catching everyone at their peak. Yeah, you know, which is great. You know, I don't know why this is <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing for me to admit this, but also I find it hilarious that when I saw that movie as a 13-year-old and the the part where all the different anchors from the different news stations show up for the battle or whatever, when Luke Wilson shows up, I legit thought that was Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> for the whole movie, like to the point where when he showed up, I was like, ha ha, Tom Cruise. And I like said it out loud. <laughs> oh man. No one corrected me. Nice. There's some good friends there, you know, not yeah. in public. <laughs> I mean, we were all pretty sheltered. Maybe they didn't know who Tom Cruise was. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, man, that Tom, Tom, Brandon really likes this Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I also watched Despicable Me, um, which is good. I mean, I don't have much to yeah. say about it, but yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen any of them. Really? Yeah. That might be a good one to watch with uh, your kid later. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm getting a bit of a list together. So. Yeah. 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 Um, nice. But yeah, anything else for you? Um. So there was one. Um. It was a criterion that I got a while ago um, called The Incredible Shrinking Man. And it kind of looked really... You know, it's from the, I think it's from the 60s or late 50s. It's very kind of you know, the B-movie, you know, schlocky kind of thing. Yeah. Um, this guy gets 
exposed to a radiate a radioactive cloud and then it <laughs> it kind of like mixes with I think it's a tree fertilizer like <laughs> six months later and he starts to shrink um and at first I thought it was like really funny because it'd get to the point where the you know you'd see the back of a chair and there'd be a character talking to it and then it would like after the conversation happened it would cut and it would show him in the chair and he'd be like really small and the chair was huge. And I was like, this is so funny. And then it turns into like an adventure survival movie. Ah. And it really caught me off guard because he gets trapped in the basement and he's the size of, well, like a spider. Okay. Um, But he's trying to find, find food and water. And there is like a massive spider that's down here in the, in the basement that's going to get him. Uh. And there's like, his wife is like moving out. So he's trying to get her attention. And then at the end, it turns into like this really existential kind of like, I don't know, philosophical thing. And it just caught me off guard. I just could not believe this film that I thought was going to be really, you know, funny and like, oh, look how terrible it is. Turned out to be such an interesting and entertaining hour and a half. Yeah. It sounds good. It was great. The seven year itch. Is that what you said it was called? Um, uh, the Incredible Shrinking Man. Oh, The Incredible. Okay, I was like looking through the titles of movies you watched, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Was that it?" Yeah. Okay, nineteen fifty-seven. Yeah, and the I mean the the CGI for that time is really pretty good. You know, it's never no, he never looks disproportionate. Yeah, you know? that I mean um, that's the great thing about like movies older movies that use yeah. special effects it's like they knew they knew how much to show to make yeah. it real they knew how to shoot it right and make it feel real and and create a sequence whereas like people i feel like unless they're a really good filmmaker they're just like oh yeah we're just going to do the movie magic thing you know yeah exactly yeah and they um, don't they don't actually think out the sequence of how to like present it to the audience and make it believable yeah it's talking of films that we want to show like our kids one day um, yeah. i cannot wait to show my daughter this when she's like five or six yeah because it's just so much fun yeah i think it's gonna blow a little mind you know yeah um but it's one i'm gonna watch again very soon i really loved it sweet yeah i might have to check it out and that was pretty much it nice for, up until hands on a hard body. Yes. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the feature of the episode, which is hands on a hard body from 1997. The IMDb summary is 24 contestants compete in an endurance slash sleep deprivation contest in order to win a brand new Nissan hard body truck. The last person to remain standing with his or her hand on the truck wins. An absurd marketing gimmick at first glance. The contest proves to be much more. Um, yeah, so I mentioned... Like, th- like, well, there's so much to say about this movie, for me personally. Yeah. But... Uh, I did... I, I don't know. It's not exactly what I expected... But also there was there's been like this myth around this contest for my entire life, literally. Um, because, you know, we would 
I mean, this was filmed in 1995, so I was five years old, but the documentary came out in 97. Um, and we would drive by, it happened, that competition happened every year. We would drive by it. I knew about it. I always pictured it as like a big truck in a boat. <laughs> oh, really? But it was like this tiny, and maybe they ended up doing that later or something. I don't know why yeah. I thought that, but it's like this little truck. Yeah. <laughs> And also, like, one of the biggest things that surprised me, I mean, it's just with the times, it's, like, almost been 20 years, but it's a $15,000 truck. I'm like, man, I wish new trucks were $15,000 still. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but I, I really want to know what you thought of this movie before I get into it personally, because I feel so close to this like this wasn't a big spectacle for me because no. it's so literally yeah. was in my backyard so yeah. tell me what you thought of this movie okay so kind of going in I'd, I'd heard of this kind of hot, like hands on a hard body um, contest before um, I've seen it in I think other American sitcoms and stuff they've done specifically that 70s show did an episode around it okay um so I was familiar with like the idea of it. Yeah. Um, what I was really interested was to see, because you know we li- we live in Texas, we know Texans, um, so to see the kind of people that would be willing to do it and kind of, yeah. you know, be a bit more of a, um, what's the word? Trying to a bit more of a character study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the people that would be willing to do it. Um, yeah. But. This, I, I, I know I said it to you before we started recording. This film, to me, it ca- encapsulates the American dream at its purest and yeah. kind of its most <clears throat> sellable. It's like, uh-huh. you know, these all these people kind of get together and it's basically whoever puts in the hardest work will win. Yeah. And gets a truck, you know, and the truck is a symbol to many other people of you know, wealth or just basically living, like being able to work and like yeah. drive around and stuff like that. Um, but along the way, they make friends with the people they're standing next to, you know, they're cheering each other on. Yeah. They're, you know, laughing together. It's, I thought it'd be a lot, I, I thought it would be a little bit different than what we got. Um, but by the end, I was still, there was still people I was rooting for. Yeah. And like, I really hope they win. Like, I really want them to, um, to stick it out. Um, Did you expect it to be different based on watching Bernie a couple of weeks ago? Um, or just based on personal experience? Not really. I think I was, you know, there was elements of it that were surprising. I think um, the fact that obviously it was some kind of radio like branded event so yeah. they're all wearing like the t- matching t-shirts and the hats and mm-hmm. um, that they got like the brakes and stuff like that. I wasn't kind of, I thought it was literally they had to have the hand on the car the whole time. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so there was things like that. And I was like, oh, okay. So it is more of a f- mental thing than it is a, fi- you know, not yeah, the physical Yeah, they can go to the bathroom, tough. they can eat, yeah. they can sleep as, you know. Basically, every minutes. I think yeah. every hour they get a five minute break, and every six hours they get a fifteen minute break. So it's yeah. like, you know, however long you can sleep in fifteen minutes. Yeah, 
uh, or, you know, you could sleep for two minutes every hour or something like that, you know, just enough yeah. to like keep you Go falling yeah. over <laughs> completely. Yeah. Um, but what I was not expecting was the, just the physical and mental toll it was taking on people. Yeah. Um, I think the, the depiction of like sleep depravity is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In this film. Yeah. Cause there's so many, it seemed like there was so many times, uh, through the documentary that we would get an interview with one of these contestants and they'd be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm doing this. And then yeah. an hour later they were out. Yeah. <laughs> I knew as soon as the documentary went like slow motion and faded to black, I was like, they're out. <laughs> when they were like yeah, I'm doing great I haven't got any mental problems right now uh-huh. and then it would slow down go to black and I'd be like okay they're gone um, yeah. but even the and uh, you know the spoilers of course we say this every week but even the the end was like shocking the fact that is what's that let me just find a name the fact that Norma wasn't thinking and took her hands off to clap yeah and that was it she was done yep and I was like, that like when they kind of revealed that, I was like, oh my god, yeah, that's insane, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the characters were perfect. There was so many. There was like one of everybody, you know. There was like the super religious person that was going through it. There was the person that had already been there, yeah, that had done it before. There was like the old timer, the young book. The Marine, you know, there yeah. was just like everybody. It was uh-huh. just, it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it would be interesting to watch this with a group of people, like at a film festival or something. Mm-hmm. This this film ended up doing really well. You know, it yeah. it, it won some festival awards and, and kind of toured a bit. I got the sense that that was probably where Quentin had seen it was at a festival or maybe at um because when he talks about it in the interview he said he he says it's a contest in austin but i don't oh south by southwest maybe yeah maybe they showed it at south by or like tarantino used to do those he used to host his own festival in austin and he would show films Mm -hmm. he would pick the films to show so maybe this was one he showed or something maybe yeah um but yeah it was um I ended up watching it twice because I was just trying to, like, well, the first time I was just enjoying it, and the second time I was just trying to get a sense for every everything that happened so we could talk about it in the show. But, yeah, yeah literally, I mean, this movie is in my backyard. Like, the Kmart across the street, like, our neighborhood was behind that Kmart. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, it's weird watching this because it's like I mean just I mean I kind of mentioned this again with Bernie was like you know being transported to your childhood or whatever but this is literally these are literally real people that I you know would bump into you know not not that I know for sure that I bumped into them but it's like they're right across the street from where I'm living as a child you know I was gonna ask kind of leading on from that did, did you recognize anybody so I don't think so. I mean, like I said, this was, I was five years old when they filmed this. So, you know, if I did recognize someone, they would look older. 
I'm sure. But there was one woman. It was the lady who um, is like holding the baby, and she's like Norma's friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, they that said looks. That she woke up at like five a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and knew God wanted her to pray. Yeah, and then Norma was laughing like a crazy person at the same time, so it had to have been. What? I'm you sure know. we're going to talk about Norma in depth yes. at some point. <laughs> but yeah, so this lady, I was like, this looks like somebody my mom would know. So I took a mm-hmm. screenshot of her and send it, sent the <laughs> screenshots of my mom. I was like, hey, I'm watching this documentary. D- do you happen to know this woman? And uh, I won't say her name, but my mom was like, oh, is that my friend so-and-so? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. And oh, my like, gosh. She kind of looks like her. So it's possible. I, I you know, yeah. I don't have confirmed, but um but another clue that I have is like there's there's a point when all these other religious people are showing up for Norma and it's either Norma's husband or that lady's husband that's that's holding the baby that has a shirt that says homeschool on it. Uh, and I grew up homeschooled in this town. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, surely yeah. We know these people. Yeah. Um, at some point, you know, I've run into them yeah. or acquainted with them. I mean, not anymore. It's been years. And we don't, you know, we've moved out yes. of that town when I was like 15. So um, anyway, so like all the, there's so much, I don't know. There's so much personal bizarreness with this film mm-hmm. that, it, that it's hard for me to like really enjoy it <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah. in some ways um or at least not not maybe enjoy isn't the right word because i did enjoy the movie but enjoy it in a way that somebody especially someone who like grew up in another country would enjoy it or someone who yeah. grew up in another part of this country would enjoy it mm-hmm. um because this is like the culture that i come from you know what i mean yeah um but there were a lot of things that were surprising to me about it um, and annoying to me about it. <laughs> but like the documentary is like very well made for what I can tell they had like no money for. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's a few things I think that make this that that make this uh, documentary an award winning film. Uh, and one of them is Benny Perkins. Because without him, you would have had oh nothing. Gosh. Like, I mean, they you they had interviews. Like, they show the same kind of setup interview that they have with Benny with Norma. Yeah. But they show it for, like, a couple of seconds. So she didn't really give them anything good. You know what no. I mean? It's like they probably interviewed her for, like, 10 minutes, and she was like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. And that was it. But Benny, who had done the competition before and won before – got really philosophical about it mm-hmm. and was able to kind of, they were able to kind of keep putting in his interview throughout the documentary to kind of all, all the stuff that he said was going to happen happens, Yeah, you know, especially, you know, towards the end when he's like, people are sticking it out. And when people are, the reasons why people are going to fall out um, and the people who he thinks are going to endure to the end. Cause even uh, at one point, one of the younger girls says that, I think maybe it was, is it Kelly? Yeah, I think it was Kelly who who was yeah, like... I like Kelly. Yeah, I did too. And I, she was the one I kind of wanted to win, honestly. Um, yeah. But 
there, at one point she's like, I don't see how like a 45 year old or a 50 year old can make it that long. She's like, I think yeah. this is a young person's game. And then right after that, they show a clip of Benny saying it's the older mature people that are going to make it to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the l- people who have life experience. Um, which I didn't really catch until the second time I watched it, but but he kind of lays it all out for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think he kind of makes makes the the story of the documentary, and then I also think the editing of the documentary was really good because when you go back and look at it, most of like the big plot point, I guess you'd call them plot points that happen mm. throughout the documentary. They don't get it. They didn't no, catch no, it on yeah. film. <laughs> like yeah. they had to figure out how to tell the story, like tell you what happened without actually showing it. Because I mean, there was probably only I think two or three camera guys. There might have been three camera guys, but only two cameras. Mm. But they just couldn't get everybody at once, they, yeah. uh, all the time. So it's like they were gonna miss stuff. And, yeah, because I was thinking like if this was made today, you'd have like GoPros set up like on the dash. Yeah, exactly. You would have. You know, you would have caught yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people with cell phones like you yeah. can even do this now because everybody would just stand there on their cell phone they wouldn't even talk to each other yeah because there was there was times that i felt that the that it was just it was spoon feeding us stuff but then i then i did realize that because it didn't necessarily catch it all it had to kind of layer it so for example like kelly like when she takes her hand off she's like we get just before we get a clip of it, like I'm not going to move around because I don't trust myself. If I move, I'm going to take my hand off. Yeah. Like, and then it kind of comes up with the words, and it's like Kelly's disqualified because she moved and the hand came off. Yeah. And I was like, "Come on, like that is a bit too obvious." But then, like you said, when you get to the end, you're like, "Of course!" Like, there's literally two cameras. Yeah. Potentially, like, how are they going to catch that? Yeah. Exactly. Like, um, you know. Um, so I think they did a good job of kind of, I don't know, setting the scene and kind of making, showing you what happened. Yeah. Delivering the, like delivering the tension of the story still. Yeah. Like without actually having it on camera, they delivered the tension of the story. And I think it, it probably works even better with an audience. I bet. Yeah, I would think so. Um, cause the crowd I'm sure was laughing at certain points or like, yeah. you know, ooing and aahing at all the points of like, mm. you know, yeah. like you said, like the part where it says what happened to Kelly, you know, I can imagine uh. the audience was like, Oh, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the bit after that where she's just kind of wandering around. Yeah. She just lost it. Just, she's yeah. kind of, I mean, which I get, I mean, you went through all of that. And I mean, yeah. I just felt for her so much because I mean, e- okay. Even the content, like one of the judges in the beginning was like, Kelly's going to win. Yeah. She's like, he's, yeah. she's prepared. She's got the right nutritious food. She's mm-hmm. got the right shoes. She's got yeah. the right attitude. Um, and then in her interview, she's like, I can't go back to waiting tables like this. Uh, I've got to, I've got to get this like, and, and, um, that line was really sad to me. I just, you know, like you said, just to, I know that it would have been a little bit more in 95, but a $15,000 truck is not going to 
change your life. Do you know what yeah, it's not but I mean, you right, you did say ninety five. So yeah, it was uh, money was worth a lot more back then. Yeah, but um, it wouldn't mean that you would never have to work again. Is what I'm trying right. to say. Not that it wasn't yeah. a big deal because if someone offered me a truck right now, I'd take it. Right. You know, um, but it wouldn't mean that you wouldn't have to work again. And it was just like this. You know, it kind of it shows small town America, I think, really well. Yeah. And the just this is their world. You know, this is their world. Yeah. They had people recommending songs for them on the radio and like requesting songs for them and stuff like that throughout the whole contest and you know you could tell that the town had their favorites yeah this was like a big deal you know yeah yeah i mean it was it was a big deal i mean it was uh but i can also see why um like my parents didn't participate in it or anything like that or why maybe they didn't discuss it further than you know the things that i knew about it because it is also insane like those people were going insane by the end yeah i think norma was going insane by like hour seven. Oh yeah well she just showed up it, insane yeah <laughs> i yeah. mean it was like you know i don't i'm not trying to bash on christians or anything no, like that so no, no, no. if if you're christian and you're listening to this i'm not uh i don't mean to attack anyone in any way but i think that um Norma shows up with this arrogance that yeah. she can manipulate God. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I've been guilty of this in the past where like, where you think like anything could be a sign from God. Yeah. Like yeah. if you, if you believe in God, anything like, you know, you accidentally break a glass and that's God telling you something or, you know, yeah. God shows you, you know, someone shows up at your door. It's a sign from God. They wanted a truck. They needed a truck. They saw the ad for the competition and they're like, that's God telling us that I'm supposed to enter the competition. And because God is telling me to enter the competition, he must want me to win. Yeah. It's, yeah. And in the end, it's he obviously didn't. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I mean, I, you know. There was I, a point where I thought she was going to win. And I just, I didn't want to see the gloating. If that makes sense. I know this is like. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, but that's kind of what I'm talking about is like the arrogance that came yeah. with, with her attitude of like, uh, there was a line where she's like, it's early on where, um, the filmmakers are like, "Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? You feeling good? You know, you getting sleepy or anything?" She's like, "I'm feeling great. I woke up at three a.m. this morning, so yeah. praise the Lord." Like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. like, yep. <laughs> oh, no. And yeah, especially towards the, <laughs> towards the end, I don't mean to laugh. It's just like when she's like, "Bum bada bum 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 bada." Yeah. And the filmmaker starts laughing because she's like, she has lost it. Lost it, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I love Janice. I think Janice is a person that, you know, working where we did, we came across people similar to Janice yeah. um, in the past. So I, I knew the kind of person she was. 
um, before her whole arc. Um, but I loved it when they asked her when she was just like, Norma was in the back just manically laughing. And she was like, I'm just going to tune her out again. <laughs> yeah. You know, I stand there and look the other way and tune her out. Yeah. Um, well, she but, even uh, said that she thinks that people are like, or that she, that Norma was like trying to uh, basically I, I annoy so people too. or freak people yeah. out or whatever. I mean, she was like, she was singing along to her tapes, you know, out loud. She was laughing manically. I, I couldn't yeah. stand it. I'd be like, shut up. I mean, it was, to me, it was like she was possessed by a demon rather than the yeah. Holy Spirit. Like, yeah, it was, it was like genuinely scary at certain points. Yeah. Um, yeah. Norma was s- such an interesting character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't think I was going to like Benny at all. Uh huh. So Benny is the returning champion. He won in 92 coming back for this in 95. Um, and I, I like everyone's reaction to him because at first nobody really, you know, oh, he's done it before, he knows what to expect. Is that kind of, is the mentality. And then when you get like 60 hours in, they're like, he shouldn't even be competing. Yeah. You know, it turns mm-hmm. because it's getting hard. Yeah. And he's kind of, he's not really showing any signs of slowing down. Yeah. That's when people start to turn on him. Yeah. Um, and understand where they're coming from. You know, because he's obviously done it before, so he can do it again. Um, I love Benny. I thought Benny was great. He was like, you know, just so calm and collected and very nice person. And then, and when people were laughing, he was like, "This is I'm trying to just stay away from that." But then at one point, he joins in with them, and he was like, "There's something here." Yeah, and that's I think you can tell that's his descent. You know, it's the yeah. same as like, oh, when you start to feel numb, that's the, that's when mm. you know it's coming. And yeah. then when you got that little, you know, Benny's foot is numb, you're like, uh oh. Yeah. That's what he was afraid of, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't like Benny. I, w- I was super surprised that JD won. Yeah. Well, they like, don't I show d- him much. No. I know. I was going to say, I feel like they interviewed everyone and JD was just like, do you smoke on filters? And he's like, yep. <laughs> and that's yeah. like the only character we get from JD. Yeah, but he was smart about it because he he was the one standing next to Benny. And yeah. he, he was just mimicking Benny. He's yeah, like, he Benny was. won before, yeah. I'm going to do what Benny does. Yeah. And he yeah. even like credits him at the end. He's like, 90% of it was Benny. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I was I was very surprised that Benny lost because before I watched the documentary, I was like looking through the IMDb page, and I thought that I read in the trivia that Benny won wins. Okay. In this documentary, but I think it was just saying that he won before. So the yeah. whole time I was like, "Oh, Benny wins." I wish I didn't know that. Yeah. And then when he gets out, I was like, "Oh, actually, I have no idea what's coming." Yeah, that's because I, I was pretty sure that Benny was going to win again. Yeah, I was in the same boat as you. So when it went down to just JD and Norma, I was like, not Norma. <laughs> yeah, my favorite yeah. contestant though. Um, oh, were you going to say something? Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. My favorite contestant was Ronald. Um, the Snickers bars guy. <laughs> yes, Ronald was um, the most unprepared person for this. <laughs> But w- thought he was prepared. 
Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen the film, basically Ronald shows up and he's got like sandals on instead uh-huh. of sneakers and about two hours in he's like, yeah, my feet hurt. Um, he's trying to send someone to come and get him some sneakers for the for the remainder of it. Um, he's decided that all he's going to eat through, well, at first he thinks that he's not going to eat at all because his theory is if you don't eat, nothing will come out. Um, but then he decides that he's going to just eat oranges and Snickers. <laughs> and <laughs> um, which I love. And then he's scared of thunder and lightning as well. Yeah. Um, and then he gives us about a, it must be about five minutes about how the fact that the night before he knew he wasn't going to be able to fall asleep. Yeah. Cause you're just going to be thinking was, about that truck. He's yeah. going to be thinking about that truck, so he knew he won't be able to go to sleep. Um, he yeah. can't stop thinking about that truck, so he wasn't able to sleep the night before. Yeah. And if you think that, that I'm just repeating it, this is literally what Ronald did yeah. for five minutes. He just <laughs> reformulated his sentences, but said the exact same thing about not being able to sleep. Yeah. Um, and then he just disappears. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's just like, oh, Ronald's gone. <laughs> I think it was the Snickers or the sugar or whatever it was. Oh, it was his blood pressure, I think. Like they they uh, mentioned that his blood pressure was high or low, whatever. Must blood have been pressure does. And yeah. yeah. And uh <laughs> and then his friend that showed up to pick him up was like, Yeah, you can't be eating all that candy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Ronald so much. I wanted well, I knew he wasn't gonna win. Same with unfortunately. Um, Raul, I like Raul as well. Yeah, he was cool. He just he just he had just, such a good attitude and like. Yeah, I like that. Some people were just like resigned that they weren't probably going to win. They're like, yeah, I can probably stick it out another ten hours and then I'm going to call it. Yeah, and it's just like you know, as I think it was Kelly that said, you know, why would I give up? It's just wasted time. Why would I mm-hmm. enter if I wasn't going to stay for the long, like for the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. And then when it gets to like thirty six hours. You're like, I don't know if I'd be able to take my hand off, like mentally. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, you just keep pushing. You. Yeah, minute by minute, how much further can you go? Yeah. But it does sound like torture, you know. I'm, yeah, I I sit at work, and there are times where I'm like, this five minutes has felt like the longest. Yeah. So just standing, uh no, I I, I couldn't do it there would be no part of me that would think that I would even get close to winning this. I'd last an hour and I'd yeah. be like, I'm done. I can't do this. What did you think about Janice's husband showing up and telling the story <laughs> of turning the AC off? <laughs> yeah. Minus what? Six below zero is how I think cold you said 12 below get. zero. Yeah. Um, I think it just encapsulates small, like town America in terms of deals. Yeah. Just oh, there was a shopping center that was going out, and they pretty much gave me this AC unit for free. And it cools my. It could have cooled a supermarket. Yeah, that's what it was used for. But he's just using it to cool his house. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Him and Janice are meant incredible. for each other. Yeah. <laughs> they are. I mean, I think they just shared teeth because <laughs> they just both had. Not a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the, you know, oh, have you been preparing for it? Um, well, I'll just turn the AC off to get yeah. Janice used to it. And he's like <laughs> talking about how like they stay up for four <laughs> days on the regular without sleep. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> and, but oh. I just love the delivery at the end where he's like, 
We didn't know that it would go 12 below zero at first when we got it, but we found out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> and this little hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his Gojanis hat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweetheart. Um, I think I think Janice's departure is one of the disappointing mm-hmm. elements because she's real sour about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people was left and were like, Well, good luck to them, you know. Um but she was the one that was, you know She's like they're cheating. Because she had lost Yeah. 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 And yeah, and then she even says that well, she left on her own will, mm-hmm. but she yeah. said that she had uh, taken her hand off and stuff. And yeah, she was like, she "The Lord knows I cheated, so I have yeah. to be honest." Yeah, and and then right after that, they show they show the you know one of the head judge ladies yeah. saying, "Well, they're going to get stricter." On people taking yeah. their hands off or whatever. And immediately after, Kelly just takes her hand off. She does, yeah. She, like, turns away, takes her hand off. Yeah. yeah. And I thought she did it on purpose to, like... Gout them kind of thing. Yeah. But then, I don't know. But then she puts it back on, and then someone, I think, calls her out. And she's like, no, I didn't. Yeah. And they definitely could have gone back and watched that footage. But yeah, still, I was rooting for Kelly anyway. Yeah, me too. But like we said with the with the cameras, like as, as they point out, there's two judges. You know, uh-huh. they're, they're not. <clears throat> this is not their day job. They're just helping out. And can you yeah. imagine if someone had stood there for eighty hours and they literally like lifted their hand off and you were like, okay, you're out. Yeah, having a job. Yeah, I mean, even like you can tell how hard it is because I think it's when Carrie, the other yeah. woman, leaves right before yeah. Kelly. And the judge is like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But you're out. Yeah. Like, I'm really, I really am sorry, but you're out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that they did the drug test so late in the day. Yeah. But it I guess seems it was just so catch, weird. Catch if they were doing anything during the breaks, I assume. Yeah. To stay awake or like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, but yeah. people were very weird about drugs back then. I mean, still I w- are. But I mean, I, I was half expecting someone to fail. Yeah, test positive. Like the way that they were building up to it, I was like, yeah. uh-oh, hopefully it's not Benny. You know, he's like, uh-oh. Yeah. I did <laughs> well, like that the the documentary started to get very artsy towards the end of it. Yeah, well, the, what, when Benny goes to the bathroom and they just like... Yeah, and they just like pamp. Yeah, and, that. Yeah. And then there's like the shot where they, they were like... By, by, on the side of the truck and then it just like pans up from the side of the truck and you just see Benny and JD there. Yeah. It's a cool shot. Um, that is a cool shot. But yeah. Um, so I did hear about this when it happened. I don't yeah. know too much about it, but other than this information I have right here. But in 2005, the competition was halted after one of the contestants broke into a nearby Kmart. That's the one that's literally across the street. Took a shotgun from the sporting goods section and committed suicide, uh, which occurred during one of the breaks in the contest. And so, like, since then, they don't do the competition anymore. And that Kmart's not even there anymore. I, I don't think Kmart even exists in general, but... Mm. anymore but um but yeah so that kind of 
Yeah, and did that. That's that's the part that I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about. Is like the mental strain of being awake for that long. It's like Mm -hmm. torture. Um, I think I can't remember. Let me just have a look to see if I can find him. Um, I think it's Russell. Yes, I was just thinking of that because he's hearing voices. Yeah, but you can. Yeah, he's just like he like leans over the car the truck and the guy's like you can't lean and he looks up like he's doesn't yeah. know where he is yeah and then he's just like he just walks off he's like that's yeah well i think is it kelly or norma that's like yeah he was hearing voices so and none of us were saying anything yeah so we thought it was best to go yeah. um but just the yeah the mental strain of it is it's got to be very intense, yeah. yeah. Like you think, you think you know what you can handle until yeah. you're sleep deprived and can't yeah. sit down. Well, like Greg said, I mean, he was a marine, and the like he said, if you slept, you died. Mm, pretty much, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like on some of the practice missions that they did. Yeah, and even he, he, you know, leaves his family when he's had a break, and he's like, I'm, I'm struggling. Like, if I'd want to take my hand off, tell me. You know, even he is like starting to crumble under yeah. this, you know, immense torture. Um, but the one person that never shows any sign is JD. Every time they go to him, he's like, Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, he's like, I'm good, hanging in. Like, like it blew my mind. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Totally wild. Uh so Robert Altman also had planned to make a feature film based on this documentary, but died yeah. before the project could be realized. I think that was in like 2006 or something. Are you a big Robert Altman fan or no? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a big Altman fan. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a ton of his films or anything. I've seen no. The Player, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it would have been like. I don't. I, I don't know if this would translate well to a feature yeah i think the joy of it is that these are real people yeah exactly yeah you know um the i don't know how you would make like any kind of drama out of it right i mean you could it's like those moments of the competition that we didn't get to see you could show those yeah you know you could play it up a little more I mean, it would, but it, you would still get the same result. I think by the end of it, it just, it's just sad. By the mm-hmm. end of it, like you, you, you're kind of rooting for people, and then by the end of it, it's just like, eee. I know. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you kind of. It, it's weird because you kind of stop looking at the people and you look at the truck, and it's a bit like, was it worth it? Yeah. Exactly. You know. Um, like even JD who wins, his, he's like, oh, I won it for my wife. And, and he's like, come on, get in. And she's like, no. no. Like, yeah, I she's like crying you know. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and Norma you know, it's, is just like, man, she's yeah. just like out of it. She wants to go home. Her husband's yeah. not there. Like, yeah, she's just devastated. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's like, is this what God wanted? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it does end on like a bit of a flat note. You know, I know that they kind mm-hmm. of catch up with JD and he's like driving the truck and he says the last line and everything, but it's still a bit like, hmm. 
Yeah. How sad, you know. Yeah. But so. I mean, it uh, you know, especially watching it the second time, it also shows the camaraderie, you know, the the good side of America that you were kind of talking about where, you know, one, one yeah. of the contestants comes back and he's yeah. like kind of cheering them on, you know, yeah. one of the contestants that left already. And he's the one that's like comforting Norma at the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then there's JD and Benny who, you know, just got on really well and are chatting all the time. And yeah. Um, and then there's the other guy that's like super sad. Uh, yeah. I don't think I wrote his name down, but he's like, kind of crying when he leaves because he made such good friends. And he, like, even says, yeah. like, you don't realize, like, there's so many people that you could be standing next oh, to you that yeah. you could you could make friends with you don't yeah. even know. Yeah. You don't even realize it. And that's what, I, that's what I said. I think that it shows, I was expecting it to show America at its worst. Mm-hmm. You know, and it really, it, it showed it at its best. It's the most real view of the American dream that I can point to. You know, it, it is people working hard for something and achieving that goal. Yeah. You know, um, it was, yeah, it's it's a really interesting portrayal of America. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I like it too. I'm going to have to show it to more of my family so I can find yeah. out if I know any of these people or if we knew any of these people. Um, be interesting. But uh, I am curious what... I think I think we should try to cast the Robert Altman movie Okay, that was never made, at least for the top four finalists, which were so, Benny, JD, Norma, and Kelly. Like, who would play these characters? Okay. And we can I mean, do others too if you can think of them, but yeah, I mean Kelly really gave me young. Um, uh, wait, I forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can cut this out. Oh my gosh, my mind's gone blank. <clears throat> do you want me? Do you want me to give you my first pick and the reason I decided I wanted to do this? Yeah, go ahead. Norma, played by Divine. That would have been amazing, yeah, for this time period, kind of. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm Norma, and I'm the filthiest person alive. <laughs> Just manically laughing. <laughs> yes, like the laughing dude. Like when she's laughing, I'm like, this is divine. Like, yeah, yeah, because it's just insane. It is crazy. Um, so for Kelly, I definitely got a young Hillary Swank. Ah, like the vibes yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Divine as Norma, a young Hilary Swank as Kelly, and we've just got Benny and JD. JD could be Christian Bale <laughs> or Tommy Lee Jones. Oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah, I was thinking of Christian Bale in like Vice, where he's like playing Dick Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Christian Bale could probably do a really good Benny. Yeah, or or Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to watch a small town Texas guy with a cowboy hat and not think McConaughey, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
Anyone else you want to give a go? Oh, I think um, that's the top cast right there, but yeah, I mean, Janice. I mean, who could play John? Maybe, hmm, let me Carol Burnett. Yeah, yeah, um, Alison Janey. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, nice. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, do you know, um, for Ronald, um, his friend in Get Out, the TSA agent? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this little cast is good. We should do like a like a fake little movie poster with them all that would side be great. by side. Yeah. <laughs> for the t-shirt. oh man yeah I think that's anyone else I mean Raul and oh Greg yeah Greg could also be Matthew McConaughey he could could. any of the skinny white guys yeah Um, do you have anything else about this movie I'm trying to look to see if I do I don't think so I think it's it's not one that you can particularly pull apart, I don't think. Um, I mean, it's a shame. It's a shame that you can tell that it was kind of a, a super low budget thing. Yeah. Because it's never going to look better than this. Yeah. Um, but part of the charm's there. Yeah, exactly. You know, I it, mean, it, that's. It is that it's like a homemade mm-hmm. on camcorders. Yeah. You know, that's part of the charm. Um, yeah. I didn't think that, like I said, I think that some of it was a bit heavy-handed. I don't think it was a perfect documentary. Yeah. Um, but it showed more of what I was expecting, which was thumbs up from me. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Well, gonna... I think um, from what I was reading, the the director, I think, went to high school with Matthew McConaughey. And so he okay. he also got, like, after I think it was done shooting, he needed, like, some money to finish it, the editing and stuff, and McConaughey pitched in some money, so he's credited as, well, I think just under thanks. Yeah. Um, and also Benicio del Toro is thanked. I have no idea why. Could not find yeah. anything. Wow. So that's just kind maybe, of ran- random. Maybe he just you know saw it and kind of talked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Got it into you know. some festivals or something mm-hmm. possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. This is kind of random, but when I was looking through articles this on the Dallas Observer from 1998, the article <laughs> started with, there are two words guaranteed to cause mainstream movie audiences to avoid the box office. Okay, two words besides the Avengers, low budget, and documentary. <laughs> it's just like, wow. Isn't that technically three words? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's weird, but also that the Avengers is on there. It's like, man, yeah. times have changed. Yeah. Um, I think wasn't the Avengers? Uh, wasn't it like a um, spy, British spy thriller? Maybe. I think it did like terribly or something. Yeah, I know it. Maybe it was really popular in England. Yeah, because um, I've definitely heard about it. But they're talking about um, it in the Dallas Observer, so yeah. So I assume it probably didn't do very good business in Dallas. Yeah. Um but what do they know? I yeah. Mean, 
Also, no. I didn't mention, but that Kmart across the street is where I bought my first film. Really? Yeah. Was it which film was it? It's it's not a. Okay. Well, I guess it's pretty critically acclaimed now. Uh, it was Mean yeah. Girls. <laughs> Dude, Mean Girls rocks. I know, but yeah, um, yeah, I had a huge crush on Lindsay Lohan, so that mm. was my first. Yeah, came up. Yeah, walked over there, bought it, snuck it in the house, <laughs> and then after Movie that, it was like Kill Bill. I think yeah. this is my next purchase. <laughs> Man, what a leap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like these girls, but I want to see them kill each other. So uh-huh, I'm going to yeah. go and kill Mean Bill. girls killing each other. Yeah. Killing Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, it's so weird, man. It's like, it's weird that this film exists and that I yeah. never knew about it until recently. And this is the kind of thing that this podcast is so good at and that why I urge everyone that listens to watch along with us because I would never have watched this film. Yeah. You know, I would never have um, probably it found out, it. Or even yeah. knew about it. Or yeah. even if you had heard about it, you wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. And now I'm like, wow. I'm going to you know, show this people. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, you own it now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I sure do. <laughs> it's going to be like those three songs I have on iTunes that when I'm like 80 uh-huh. years old, that's it's still going to be there on my yeah. Apple TV. <laughs> um, Man, I haven't even thought about what I'm going to rate this film. Okay. I know. Let me think here. I think I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Okay. okay. Do you want to guess Four. mine? You got it. <laughs> yeah. You want right. to guess mine? Uh, three and a half. Nah, four. Okay. I should have said yeah. four. That was my first instinct, but I was like, yeah. I'm going to go lower than me. Yeah. <laughs> I th- yeah I Which think, is usually uh, a safe bet, but sometimes we yeah. both have agreed, like now. Yeah. I think it just, it wasn't like, I think it was still amateurish in some of the elements of it, but it was yeah. still, it was such a good, it was done well. Like yeah. it was, it would like, they corrected it. Like that's yeah, what, you that's kind of what yeah. I was saying was like the editing was so good because they, yeah. they created the tension that it needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like watching a sports movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. I, I have seen letterbox reviews that are like the greatest sports documentary ever. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty high close, praise. Yeah, I mean Tarantino yeah. was like, "This is my go-to pick for for a do- recommended documentary." Like, yeah. So, yeah, we did it. Hands on a hob, buddy. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what are we watching next week, Lewis? So next week. Um, this is a bit of a tangent, but I have recently finished a book, like a basic introduction to Japanese cinema. Um, and it's not a Japanese film, but there was a line in there that stuck with me. Um, and it's um, talking about Ozu, who did Tokyo Story and stuff like that. And during the war, um, where he was obviously they, you know, against the West and everything like that, he watched Citizen Kane. And it says in the book that at that moment when he watched Citizen Kane, he knew that the Japanese were going to lose the war because this movie was so 
powerful and strong and like showed America so, you know, I don't know, forefront. And it got me thinking about um, if any other movie had kind of influenced political leanings or influenced, you know, beliefs and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And with everything that's going on right now in the US, um, I've decided to choose four months, three weeks and two days, um, which is a Romanian f- film, I think, um, but it tackles abortion. Okay. Um, and it's something that, you know, I really want to, it's out on Criterion, so I know a lot of people quite recently have been kind of talking about it. Yeah. Um, and that's part of film is yeah. to show us a side that we would never normally get to experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kind of broaden our minds because of it. Um, so I have decided to go for that. Sweet. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it. And uh, yeah, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. It's hard to have discussions with people when you're on the opposite side of viewpoints. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you can't find the right words. You can't find an entry point. I'm looking forward to watching this because maybe this is an entry point for yeah some people I would like to talk to. And like you said, more often than not, the fact that this film appeals to me might be because that it agrees with my political beliefs. Yeah. And my leanings on the subject and the subject matter. Um, but regardless, I think that, you know, film is a universal language. Um, and if we can't learn from things like this and study it and, you know, use it as an example, then I don't know what we can do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well said. So looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah. Well, folks, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Again, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube's, Facebook's, at Film Church Radio. Um, you can follow Lewis and I individually on Letterboxd. I am at Selman Scope, and Lewis is at Walker Lewis 3007 And there you can keep up with what we've been watching. You can see our film diary. You can see our favorite movies lists. Um, you can give us recommendations to add to our favorites or add to our watch list. Um, and of course we have all of our back episodes streaming on all good podcast platforms. You can go to filmchurchradio.com to see the different platforms we're on and make your choice. Uh, please leave us a rating and review. Let us know if you liked the film that we watched this week, last week, any of the episodes you've listened to. And, um, yeah, with that, Remember, Lewis, if you really want something, keep your hands on it. I mean, personally, I just can't wait for the sequel. Hands on a soft body. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right, bye, folks. Bye. See you next Sunday.